You are listening to the 10 Minute Entrepreneur Podcast with host Sean Castrina. All right, today's going to be a great podcast. I have somebody who's just absolutely blown it up on social media. He has living the red life. I have Rudy Moore with me today. Rudy, it's great to have you. What's up? It's great to be here. Okay, so living the red life. I mean, I've seen pictures of you with you, extraordinary celebrities, you know, billion dollar brands, I, you know, getting off a jet with, you know, with uh, May, you know, Floyd Mayweather and, and, and other pictures like that. So I always like to know how it starts. Like, when do you wake up one day and you go, okay, this is the life I would like to have. And, and we're, you know, okay, my life was this. And then I wake up and I want this. When did, when did that happen? Yeah, so I, I always knew as a child, I was like different, maybe a little special, knew I could achieve more and wanted to achieve more. And my mom was a gold medalist in triathlon. Um, my dad was the Great Britain team manager for the Olympic Games, for free Olympic Games. So I grew up around the best in the world in that sport, which was triathlon. So I think that gave me from the outgoing, hey, my life can be different. Hey, I can create this. I can be whatever I want to be. Um, and I always was obsessed with money. So it just kind of led into those two things. And then, I mean, what happened is I just was hustling as a teenager. And then I'm like, no, I want to become a millionaire. And then when you become a millionaire, it's like, no, I want to now become a billionaire. Why stop here? Um, and then it's just that evolution over the years. Yeah, there's no question. Once you, once you get a taste of, of something really good, you just want more of something really, really good. So how do you work with these extraordinary Britons? I mean, how do you work with guys like Floyd Mayweather and all these people? Like, how do you get into their orbit? Yeah, I think part of it is like the overnight success, 10 years in a making story, right? Because I had to build enough, you know, I, I generated tens of millions of dollars for my own company, been very successful, uh, built a really strong brand for myself. And then that gets you in the right rooms and creates the right opportunity and, and kind of gives you the right resume that when you have those um, relationships develop or connections develop, you're ready, right? And that's like the whole offer saying about opportunity knocks, you better be ready. Um, so part of it's that, right? There's no shortcut to success. And then the second part's intention. So I went from, you know, at one point I was um, running $100 million plus brands as like a fractional CMO and an agency, big brands doing a million dollars a day. And then as that was winding down, like kind of coming to a close, I was like, well, I really want to take celebrities because I see the private equity and I see the exits and I want to grow brands with them because I think I can get to my billion dollar goal much faster building monster celebrity brands versus just my own brands. Right. There's no question. A celebrity, a celebrity has, you know, they get to move up seven steps on the rung on the ladder and, and there's so much heavy lifting that they can do with nothing because yeah, they've crazy. already done it. Crazy. They've already, yeah, they yeah, have the credibility, crazy. the brand, the, the, you know, this massive following and, and things of that nature. And, you know, just look at the Kardashians and all these, all these actors that have created these, you know, alcohol brands, you know, these spirit brands. I mean, George Clooney's made way money in liquor than yep. he ever made on, you know, in a movie. I, I actually have a presentation I do on stage about this and, I show many celebrities in about three years, four years growing a brand. Um, the value of that brand grows to what they'd have to work 20, 30 years as an artist or an actor. And that's these guys being paid 20 million a year. They'd still have to work 20, 30 years to match that. You know? Yeah. I mean, look at Conor McGregor. He he absolutely leveraged his, you know, when his star was at the highest, 
and his star was at the brightest, you know, getting ready to fight Mayweather and all that. There was a two year where all you saw was proper, you know, his whiskey brand and, and bam, you know, gets that, you know, that crazy exit. Well, well, that's the thing with these celebs is they, they, I think they either go one of two ways, same with athletes and everyone, right? Like there's some go on and be super successful, but then some, you know, they 10 years later, you're like, oh, I vaguely remember that celebrity. And that's the the same with entrepreneurship as what I teach is with celebrities is when you're at the top, there's thousands of people trying to take your place and they're climbing up the hill behind you. So with entrepreneurship, you can never quit, right? Because as soon as you quit and stop innovating, then eventually you'll get overtaken. And it's the same for a celebrity, an actor, an artist, uh, an athlete. Yeah. And, and they're, and you have to guard that brand so well. And that, that's the thing, you know, it just takes one, you can climb that at Hill. It just takes one, one dumb comment, one dumb picture, one dumb situation. And it's, you know, it's all gone. Yeah. Especially in today's society, um, you know, and that's one thing. But some of the biggest A-listers I work with are some that I can't even name, but half of my battle is how do I make crazy cool ads? How do I make it fun? How do I do the social but not damage the brand that they've spent 40 years building, right? And becoming one of the most famous people in the whole world. Um, so yeah, there's a lot that goes into it as well. And it's not all sunshine and rainbows, but when you get it right, um, you're generally, you know, I'm I'm sometimes building a, million dollar company in two months when i get it right you know and i'm not always getting it right sometimes it flops like everything but the it's just you know it's you can just really go all in once you hit the sweet spot with these celebrities and, and when you're looking to work with a celebrity is there a certain you know abc that you're you know that fit, fits your absolute strike zone you're like okay if they're in this you know what you know what are what are kind of like the strike zones that you that you find work so well yeah, it's a great question. I because now I'm pretty established as like the go-to celebrity guy. Um, I get different, you know, actors and people trying to work with me every week or month, and that's the story of success. For many years, you're grinding to get your first and then your second, and then it's like you get over the peak of the mountain and then you get the downhill path, right? So now we get a lot of interest because we work with some big names, but a lot of them, you know, a lot of them is that there's nothing crazy special or unique about them. I try and find people big social media following brand uh, mass brand awareness and also some somewhat of a skill set or expertise in a sellable craft right so you can do makeup beauty all those things but then if we go to more like education or information side i want like uh, we're about to sign a i can't say who but a super famous golfer because golf's a really hot industry people want to learn it people want to get better people spend a lot of money you can do experiences, you can do education courses, you can do e-commerce. So I'm really looking for those industries where I can do something. They're either super famous or they're super famous in their industry as like the top person. And you can teach, educate, create a brand around that. Yeah, I'm 30 feet away from my golf simulator room as I look to the left. So yeah, no, I can, I can, I can, I can completely understand that. Yeah, you know, I see, saw an interview with, you know, Shaquille O'Neal, you know, talking about building a brand and um, he was talking about drinking or something like that. And he was, he goes, I, well, I love to drink at home. I love to drink with my friends. He goes, but you've never seen me drink in public. He said, yeah. cause I know what pays my bills. Yes, exactly. You yeah. know what I mean? He was just so aware of like, this is, yeah, this is what I do out, you know, so, so comp, so yeah. aware of it. He is like an amazing example. My my agent that I'm partners with also represents Magic Johnson. He's another amazing example. 
of like um these guys that got it right there's so many nba guys 20 years later they're gone you don't even remember them right they're in the history books that's it and then there's a few that break that mold um because they've got the business head uh, clued on and Shaq actually learned some of that from magic and it's awesome to see those two in action because they get it they're they're monsters they're yeah awesome. they, they are great i saw an interview recently with charles barkley and it was in the yeah. mid 80s and he was playing golf with Michael and Michael looks over at him and he goes, why do you spend all your money? Charles goes, what are you talking about? He says, well, I saw your Nike deal. He said, you're getting paid $3 million a year. He goes, why are you taking it? And he goes, like, what are you talking about? He goes, you should take 1 million, put 2 million back into buying stock. Charles said he took that advice and to say the amount of money he's made over the last 27 years on that piece of advice, he goes, I, Michael's like, you take 1 million, 2 yep. million, buy back stock. And, and he said, like, Charles was like that. Michael was just that, that advice was so game changing. But it's just the same for entrepreneurs. Like, you know, I've made over a million dollars profit a year take home, but I don't spend that much. And that's the mistake a lot of entrepreneurs make. They go out, they buy the Lamborghinis, the Rolexes, all that glitz and glam. And I have that stuff, too. Don't get me wrong. But I, I have a rule. I spend about 25, 30 percent max of income. And 70%, I reinvest, right? And that's so important because they say in entrepreneurship, the first hurdle is making the money, but the second hurdle is keeping the money. It's the same for, for these celebs. It is. And there's a, dis there's a discipline there. Everybody I've ever met who had money knew what they spent. Mm -hmm. Don't kid yourself. They may act like they, and it may be in large round numbers, bigger than we think, but they have a very clear, they're very clear on what they spend. And, and I do, you, you do, you see, you know, the sub 25 and, and I, I get them on my podcast, like two years, they're, they're really big. Then I, two and a half years later, they're gone. Yeah. 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 You know, they're in these, you know, $250,000 masterminds yet they're making 200,000 a year, but they have this, somehow they're going to get this new mindset, this new vision that they spend to, yeah, I've never understood that how I'm going to spend 250. I'm going to spend more than what I make to make more than what I'm like, no, it's, it's, it's a, no, it's, it's a fantasy. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing with the internet now is you can make money so quickly, but they'll also what happens when you shortcut that learning curve is you shortcut cut the experience and discipline. Like I've been doing business for 10 years, very seriously, 15 years total. And it's like you, you shortcut that discipline and experience and maturity because of how fast you can make it. And then that hits you on the other side. Yeah, I like you said that in the very beginning. It's so true. You say, ah, I'm an overnight success 10 years later. And, and, and that's so true because, and I like what you just said, you in the 10 years, that's where you build the disciplines and you build the, you don't do this, you don't do that. You know, you associate with people like this. I work with people like that. You, you, you have, you know, 10 years of things that didn't work that, you know, some people would say failure. I always say it's just in, all it is is information. Yes. So what, 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 what does the future look like, Rudy? Well, I set a clear goal a few years ago. So I wanted to be a millionaire at 25, to get to 10 million at 30, and then 100 million at 35, and then 45 a billion. So I've done the first two. I'm on track to do the third. I got three years left. Um, so that's really my goal right now is we're trying to, you know, we want to hit about 50 million next year for my company, um, and then 100 million in the two years after that. Um, and then, I, you know, I, I always say, you know, there's a famous saying, I, I don't know exactly how I'll get there. I just trust the dots will align and connect. So I, I'm all about 
the daily disciplines I, I teach my team and I teach all my members. It's the small things in life that add up, right? So it's about being disciplined and doing it every single day. So for me, I'm focused on every day being better, growing the company, growing my brand, growing my connections, growing my companies um, with the big vision. But most importantly, the one of the greatest gifts I was given from my parents that were pro athletes is the mindset that I truly believe I can accomplish anything. And once you have that mindset, then the world becomes your oyster. And, and, you, and you're you're correct in what you're saying. It's daily discipline. Tell me what you did yesterday and then the day before and the day before. And let's kind of take a peek at the last 30 days. And I'll tell you exactly where you'll be a year from now and five years from now. Yeah, yeah. I do this exercise with my team, uh, with my members. It's fascinating for everyone listening. Most of them aren't making tens of millions of dollars. And I say, write down how much time you spend on sales and marketing. And it's like 5, 10, 20%. I'm like, yeah, I'm like 80%. I'm the opposite, guys. And it's like, you know, you get so obsessed in the minutiae and the random stuff and the grind, you miss what you should really be doing as a, a CEO and entrepreneur. It's like, you've got you've to create great products and then you've got to get them out there and drive sales and marketing all day. So just focusing on that can make such an impact. It, 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 I tell people this is that I, you know, golly, I'm in my 50s. Um, I, I still wake up every day and I kind of have like, two to three rules, you know, I, I keep, I'm an old fashioned, I, I use a note card for my um, to do list, because I, I don't want to have more than five things on it. And I was just want what's the couple meetings I need to have. And that's it. This goes everywhere with, me, you know, and it's in my phone, but it's, but on it, I say, what am I going to do today? It's going to generate revenue. Period. That's number one. I, yeah. That's what pays the bill. What am I going to do? And it's typically sales related. Typically, I'm having the meeting, the phone call, that's at the very highest level within my companies. I'm meeting with a partnership to create a partnership, whatever it is. But I'm going to do something today that will generate revenue. Second thing, I'm going to do something today that I absolutely don't want to do. Yes. I good. always say it's my, I don't want to do it muscle. I just did it. I just, this is funny. Listen, I got, I just hired somebody to cook meals for us. Like I, I've never mowed grass in 30 years. I, I haven't washed a car. I, but I just carried a Christmas tree up to like the third floor to put on our balcony thing. I am the laziest human being ever. But I, it was one of those things I said, no, I'm going to do this. You know, it took me like 15 minutes, but, it, but that's like a little thing. I say, this is, I don't want to do it muscle because that to me is like 10 hours of torture. You know, it, it's just little things every day. It's that one phone call to that one person that, you know, is going to drive you crazy. It doesn't generate revenue. It but it has to be done. And, and I, and I just say just that daily discipline of that one thing. Yeah. I love that. I think the, the thing I've learned through my entrepreneur journey, and I mean, we all make this mistake when we start is we push off the stuff we don't like that we push off the awkward conversations. We push off tackling the project we know we should do. And then it actually wears on you. It drains your energy yeah. and it's never as bad as you think. Uh, and so now I've got really good and disciplined like you at like, Hey, I need to have that awkward conversation. Hey, I need to fix that. Hey, I need to fire that person. Hey, I need to end that relationship. Hey, I need to bring the attorney and handle this. And I do it instantly now because hey, it, it frees up your energy and it's never as bad as you think. And in some ways, it's kind of similar to you doing that thing every day yeah. that you don't want to do because that's generally the best for you. It does. It builds your it builds your resilience. And I'm at the end of the day, and it's you're right. It typically takes a lot less than you yeah. think. But it gives you this boost of energy. I can't, there's something about doing something you don't want to do. We're all good in our strike zones. We're all good. You know, we always hear in our passion and all that. Well, listen, 
I'd like to think I do okay for a living, but I still got a dog that might just poop outside. Okay. And guess what? I got a person who picks up all the poop, but if he just happened to poop on the sidewalk, right in front of my, where you come in, I'm going to be the one who picks it up. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, there's always something, I don't care who you are, where you have to do certain things and, and, and our ego, sometimes they're are really young. They start with this, all this stuff they don't do. And I'm like, wow, man, you haven't earned the right. You haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, I think um, it's really important to balance between high value tasks and activities, right? That's what I teach. But then know when you got to get your hands dirty, get in there and and quite literally sometimes and get it done. Yeah, right. exactly. I, I, you know, I'm, I love delegating and I, and I don't systematically do any tasks that I can get someone else to do. I want to be clear. I'm not never getting, but there are certain things where it's, I've got to do the phone call. I've got to do it. You know, where I, or I'll say to my staff, this is what I always say to my team. Is there a phone call I can make that I can accomplish in two minutes? What's going to take you three phone calls? Yes. Where they're not going to, they're not even going to take your call initially. They're not going to, you're not going to be, you know, it's going to end up taking multiple calls on your part. And you know, I can do it in two minutes. I'm always like, just put it on my desk. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing as you grow a team, it's like training them, offboarding stuff you do, delegating, and then balancing the highest ROI activities. So I, you know, I, my background's marketing. I've been a marketer for 15 years, ad social, and um, I still get involved in the marketing side of my company because I tried to come out of it. I came out of it for a year and stuff went backwards. So I learned, hey, you know, I can spend 30 minutes a day and set the agenda and the scene and the big strategy. And it just moves everything forward. So I think it's always it's always good to still play to your superpower, um, but then obviously delegate the rest. It's you you say that because it's true. Like I'll the team will you can and, and I know you can do this. I can look at an ad copy in thirty seconds, in thirty seconds, and know if it's right. Yeah, I could have my my team could get in a conference room and they could bat that around all day long. And they'd have three questions about it. I can look at it and, you know, because you've been doing 30 years of looking at stuff of that nature. You just look at it and go, no, that's not right. That's a bad heading. That's misplaced. It's giving the wrong message. It's, you know, and and we we do. you And you do have those superpowers. Well, and that's what we were coming back earlier to the experience. That's intuition and experience that you you can't, it's hard to collapse that, right? There's a lot of things money can collapse and you can collapse time. But there's part of like that level of expertise, right? Um, which is very hard to collapse. And, and that's what separates most people with the grapes, I think. What is the, you know, the, as we bring this to a close, what's the couple pieces of advice that you would give, you know, young entrepreneurs that, you know, the, the game changing piece of advice. And we've probably gone over, golly, we've hit about 10 or 15 yeah. things. But, but in closing, like, the, you know, if, if you were going up an elevator, with with someone and you could just give them just a few pieces of advice before we hit the 10th floor what would it sure. be oh i think some of them are more basic ones that aren't sexy but that's where the magic happens like master your mindset right like i'm a marketer and a business person but after all these years i've realized it's the mindset that's got me this far this fast and will continue to do so and keep you going through tough times so just like work on that every single day like you work your biceps um next i would say is um, marketing sales and learning how to promote your brand is is a skill that will carry you 
in many great ways in many great parts of your business and all the companies you're probably ever going to run as an entrepreneur you don't have to be the best at it you can delegate it but you need to understand it and then um be creative and innovate creativity and innovation especially like we use a lot of ai now i teach ai but creativity and innovation is what makes separates the great entrepreneurs from the average entrepreneur i love it i i love it that's some good stuff i have rudy moore with me here today and he is living the red life um, and just has an extraordinary podcast called Living the Red Life. So I'm looking forward to being on that as well. Rudy, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. How can my audience connect with you? Yeah, pleasure. I always say look for the red. Once you see the red and you click the red, you'll never lose the red because I'm great at ads and retargeting. So sorry in advance, but you can head to uh, my Instagram at Rudy Moore Life, um, Rudy Moore Life. Um, and then, yes, of course, the podcast and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I'm sure you'll spot me. It'll be all red. You won't miss it. And I, yes. I appreciate being on today. I'm staring at you now and I'm seeing I'm seeing nothing but I'm seeing nothing but red. An incredible coat. Um, audience, I want to thank you so much for listening. Uh, the podcast continues to exceed anything I ever imagined. It was like number three in, in, in like Kenya the other day and like number four in Pakistan and countries that I still I like pinched myself. I'm like, not, not, are you sure about that? Or um, just blows me away, but over and over, number one in the United States in the entrepreneurship category and top 10 in business. So thank you so much for listening. It's brought to you by Gig Strategic, the best digital market company for small businesses. Hey, guess what? If you're doing more than $100 million, maybe not ideal for you. But I tell you what, if you have under you know, 250 employees and you don't want to mess with it and your marketing's not working with you, I'm telling you, that's who I use for my, for my companies are incredible. GigStrategic.com. Thank you again for listening. We'll talk soon.